Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to SSG Speaks, the podcast that takes you inside the walls of Camelot. Meet the knights that made sword and shield gaming what it is. So pour yourself a flask of your favorite mead and join us for an inside look at the fine folks that sit at the round table. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to SSG Speaks. This is episode 20, and today we have myself, we have Jay, and today's special guest is Mania. What's up, guys? Hello. Hello. So, Mania, yes. you've, been, uh, you've been around a while. You've been part of the community for a minute. Yeah, pushing almost a decade. Yeah, dude, that's that's insane. Just jumping right into it, how... How did you come across SSG? Where where'd you find us? Before SSG, I had a little stint in uh, Buddy System Gaming, which um, is part of the GGN as well. So I knew about the GGN, and when and I left uh, BSG and kind of did my own thing for a bit, while early college years. And when Halo Four just came out, it was actually I decided to uh, try to party up with some people again. And GGN was the first place that I went to look for a clan. Um, SSG popped up, which I remembered <laughs> vaguely when J-Man was trying to pitch it and telling people about it and getting people over to the forums. How awesome it was going to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I checked it out. They were really active. Everybody was really active and decided to throw my hat in the ring. So it was good stuff. So last episode we had N coupon and he said mm-hmm. that he found it via Halo Reach. Is that right, Jay? Yeah. Yep. So and he he was spot on too cuz he said he was looking, you know, for a, a new clan like right before Reach came out and his post was like weeks before Reach officially came out. Okay, so we we either picked up a bunch of people and lost people between him and Mania or this is like the delimination between Reach and Halo 4. That's interesting to me. I, I thought that you came in around the Reach age as well. No, uh, and when you were mentioning like losing people, it was after that. I remember that being a topic that was talked oh, okay. about around the community when I was kind of like coming up and like getting to know everybody. And uh, it was really weird because like I was sat here and I didn't know much of what was before <laughs> me. And then like, oh yeah, we had a lot of people leave. But, like, oh, okay. And then nobody wanted to like elaborate or talk about it, <laughs> which was normal, <laughs> right? Rightfully so. Um, but you know, you sit there and like, you get really curious, but you're like, damn, I'm the new guy. Can I ask like, what happened? (laughs) Yeah. We, we've had a couple of, you know, rough spots over the years where we've just had like, I don't know. I I don't want to say like necessarily disagreements, but, but, you know, growing pains for sure, where it's like the, the, the culture kind of just diverges between like different groups of people or there's arguments and, and, people want different things and just like any relationship, but it's like 50 people <laughs> instead of just two. You right. Know? So <laughs> exactly. So it's like, yeah, you get enough people in a room, it's going to get loud. Yeah. And we, and we just kind of had these, have, have, we've had these splits and I, I would say for, for the most part, every time that we've had some kind of split or fracturing disagreement, we have recouped like 80, 90% of those people that have left at one point, which which I it's think true. after after everything kind of calms down, you know, people people do seem to come back, which is which is good. Either, you know, we we mend the bridges or whatever the the problem was, we have fixed it. Hopefully, something's changed for mm-hmm. the better. Yeah, right, which is great. 
So when you when you first joined us, you were um, Duke of Mania. Now remind me, I know that oh, that's a reference favorite. to something, but I do not recall what it's a reference to. Good old Elder Scrolls for Oblivion. Mm-hmm. There was okay. a DLC where you go into Sheogorath's realm, and when you first enter that realm in the video game, you have to choose between one of two doors, either the door of Mania or the door of Dementia, and it's supposed to resemble <laughs> Sheogorath's own split personalities. Uh, when I played the first time through, I chose the door of Mania, and once you get through all the DLC you get the title Duke of whatever door you chose, right? So I chose Mania. I became the Duke of Mania in the game, and that carried okay. on into my gamer tag. And then as such, you know, uh, this, before it got removed, the the SSG Mania. And, um, it was weird, though, I will say, because when I was Duke of Mania, most people, 95% of people just called me Mania, uh, except yeah. a select few that love to call me Duke. <laughs> and... It was just very opposite of what I was used to. It was hard to like actually know that people were like interacting with me half the time. Uh, but it, it all got figured you, you don't out. Seem like I'm a like, Duke. No offense to you. No, no, that's perfectly fine. I don't want to seem like a Duke. Uh, but I, I, I'm hopefully didn't hurt feelings when I went with the mania route for those who like to call me Duke, or as Grant would say, Duke X. <laughs> Duke X mania. Yeah, that's right. Well, I still call him Immigrant because his was I Am Grant, and it just kind of yeah. blurs into to Immigrant <laughs> a little bit. Uh, dude, Shivering Isles was probably, yes. still to this day, one of my favorite, not just DLCs, but like missions, part of a game, like whatever. It was just so, like, Oblivion was a cool game, period. But that was just so much better like than, than the rest of the game, and it just, it was just so much fun because you know the game was kind of you know it's it's knights and dragons and wizards and all this kind of stuff and then all of a sudden you drop into this guy's kingdom and he's like an insane person like and he's dancing around and discombobulated bodies (laughs) you know stitched together and like meat hooks and but it's still somewhat cheery and fungal Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just it was definitely very uh eclectic would probably be the best word to describe the whole thing and i agree if it's not one of my favorites like it's top five easily it kind of feel like i missed out on this oh yeah you it's backwards compatible on xbox man it's Mm -hmm. aged fairly well my backlog catalog is insane at the moment i need to actually start playing before i can pick up new games the beauty is oblivion's not new (laughs) fair um you know who he reminds me of i i don't know if if you have played it mania but have you played far cry 4 not the fourth one i played the fifth so Far Cry 4 has this villain. His name is Pagan Men, and he he's a hardcore dictator ruler of this country, and, and you're there to kind of rescue the people, you know, from his clutches. But the whole time I'm playing the game, I'm like, man, can I just, like, team up with him? Because <laughs> I just want to be playing his side. Like, he's he's supposed to be the bad guy, but he's so personable and lovable and funny, and he's just like, oh, you're here to kill me? That's fine. Like, come have dinner with me. And, like, that's, like, the first scene of the of the, of the game is you're there to have like dinner with him and and he's like that's my favorite yeah and 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 there's a uh there's actually an achievement when you're playing you have dinner and he's like all right well you're here to you're here to kill me and then the guards come and take him away and he's like all right i gotta leave stay here for 10 minutes and i'll be right back and then we can discuss this and if you stay for 10 minutes the game will end like he comes back and you guys have a chat 
and you get like a secret achievement and then that's it and you, you just that's beat the game. awesome yeah and you can that's beat great the game. yeah i love that that's, that's really <laughs> I had cool no idea. yeah that's fantastic that's awesome. I, I had no clue mm-hmm. but yeah he, he his character reminds me of you know is in the same vein as as the uh, shagora they're both very very lovable uh bad guys you could say See, the problem with these these uh, SSG Speaks episodes is every single time I walk away with new games to play. <laughs> um, it's it's really bad for my timetables. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? So we're at two games, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I, I played Far Cry 4. I didn't like it as much as 3. Um, never played the 5th. I'd like to get to that someday. Honestly, I, I started with the 5th, and I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about five, mainly the negative ones coming from people who loved three or four. Hmm. Uh, however, I didn't, ha- I didn't play three or four, so I didn't have that bias. Uh, but I absolutely loved the story of, uh, a five and the overarching, like cults of personality aspect that it had. Hmm. And while the bad guy isn't like, he wasn't somebody that I would want to have, to like play the game with but he was definitely someone who was he felt more three-dimensional right like as you were saying jay with the the villain in four like there were moments in five where like you still you still talked to and with the bad guy and then just kind of like went on your merry way even though that could have been the moment to 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 knock him off but oh they're bad guys are yeah they're just crazy good yeah yeah far cry five was a good game as far as gameplay and um, enemies and and all that kind of stuff, but it it definitely divulged from the series. You know, normally it's on just a beautiful island, right? That's how all the Far Cry's had kind of been, and then this one was just set in the middle of rural rural America, Montana. Yeah, and so it was. You know, there were people complained about stuff like that, but but it did a really good job storytelling. Which people complain about anything. Yeah, but I, the the story. Same thing with Far Cry 3. There wasn't like a... Some games have different endings. Like We have the good ending and we have the bad ending. It just had a couple different endings, but they're all just kind of terrible at the end of Far Cry 5. Like, they're kind of real. They're kind of like realistic. It's not like, oh, the hero saves the day and you finally did it. Like, every outcome that you pick was just... Nothing was like, you know, butterflies and rainbows. <laughs> can't you get a like uh, a gator friend in that in that you game? can get several different uh there was Animal a companions. there was a dog i'm trying to think because now six is out uh six has a chicken i feel like there was like a rainbow colored alligator or something or, or I was uh, yeah i, I don't know i, I can't... also entirely possible <laughs> um yeah they've had a bunch of really fun ones like a, i think four had like a bear, a cheetah, because you could do like stealth things. You could yeah, do I play those games not stealth things because I remember I, I was playing um, Far Cry 6 with uh, Option and he bought this rooster who <laughs> there's a skin you can get and it's a, uh, um, he just has like a, uh, a Playboy like bow tie on and it, he's just totally naked. He's featherless <laughs> and he just has a bow tie. But this chicken, Chicharron, will dive bomb people he would knock people off off horses that were like coming up to chase you. He just jumps up and attacks these people and knocks them off the 
their horses and just destroys them. Like he he goes That's ape amazing. Shit. Yeah, it, maybe it was six. Great. I was thinking of maybe there's because there are skins for your animals in six. So I'll, yes. I'll bet there's a rainbow colored alligator in there because I yeah. know I saw a let's play. I think it was um, Alana Pierce was playing one of the Far Cries and she was playing with a, a, a multicolored gator and I was like oh, I gotta play this game. It looks stupid. <laughs> Reminded me of um, what are those stupid games? Is um, ah oh, you're playing as the in the city with the they're they're Saints Row. Saints Row oh. third and fourth. Yes. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just ridiculous, and I I love a good ridiculous game. Nothing quite like it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, we know your affection for the uh, ridiculous games. I love it. I can't help myself. I just... We we get we get stuck playing them every year for Extra Life. <laughs> stuck? <laughs> no, no. You guys love it. I enjoyed the Extra Life. Man, golf with your friends is so fun. Oh, dude. like Kaz really will not play time. that game with me. <laughs> There's, I know a lot of people who won't play that game, and like I get it. I'm not gonna fault anybody for not liking it, but oh, at I the totally same time, would. like extra life's the only time that like I have an opportunity to play it. It feels like <laughs> that's not true. Anytime you hit me up and you say, "Hey, let's play golf with your friends," I'm in. I'm there. I'm ready. I mean, yeah, but you're on the West Coast, man. We got to get our times aligned better. <laughs> I know, right? You go to bed too early. That's your problem. Or do you stay up too late? Uh, I don't. That's my problem. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm right in the middle, and I say I stay up way too late. So, yeah. So you can play with anyone. Perfect. That's right. I'm jealous. So moving back to coming across SSG, you mentioned that you were yeah. part of BSG, which is also a part of the Good Game Network. I, I totally Correct. forgot that. I, I had as well. I completely forgot that you had been part of another clan. Um, How long were you with BSG? Sorry, I'm going to take over Rumi's question. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little more than a year, I think. It's hard to remember. Um, I was 17. It was late high school or uh, right before college when I was playing with them. And there was there were a lot of good people there. Yeah, because they weren't around that much before we were. Like, I think they were maybe two years before we were or something like that. Yeah, they were pretty Maybe. Fresh. I know I found them when Bungie was doing the clan highlights for halo 3 so they oh was like yeah so bungie was doing like every month they would have a article about one of the clans and most of them were in the ggn mm-hmm. mm. um, and i think it started with tied the leader and then just kind of went through buddy system gaming popped up and it piqued my interest well when you got Dej and hoove <laughs> yeah right working for them <laughs> that it was uh for sure obvious on why they they went the route they did um but it did a lot of good and a lot of people found a lot of good homes and the bungee rush uh, they did one yeah the bungee rush is what they called it um and i read that and i remember bsg sticking out to me because the clan name itself i found humor in um not in like a it being a joke or a pun but you know everybody knows about a buddy system and mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I found it humorous that they wanted oh, to, great, to incorporate that, yeah, that into their name. Um, but then reading about them, like, it wasn't a group that put, like, competition above all else, which is common for for GGN yeah. clans. Yeah. Um, I just happened to read that one article, and that's kind of what got me in there. Nice. nice. I, I really miss the, uh, the Bungie Spotlights when they would do, like, the Bungie Spotlights, or they would do the... Um, the, the Vidocs and stuff like they don't do that 
anymore. Yeah. And they were kind of the only people that did that. Like, I loved when they did those. The last one I seen was Shadowkeep for Destiny. Yeah, where they have kind of like their, their round tables. I obviously don't follow Destiny at all. It's when 343 took over, that stuff stopped pretty quickly. Yeah. And if you're talking like Halo specific, 343 yeah. does a pretty good job trying to like create stuff for the community to like watch their videos and see their Vidocs and like see behind the screens. I'll agree. They don't do it the way Bungie used to do it. And like no. Bungie doesn't really do it the way that they used to do it anymore either. No, there, oh, no. there's this but, way like, you know, it's them sitting in a room, which, which is fine. Like, you know, they do interviews or they have different panels and they talk about new features and stuff, but it's not the, I don't know. There's just more polish or, you know, it's more professional looking, which not to say that it wasn't professional before, but it just has a different atmosphere to it. Yeah. 100%. I feel like people gave more of a shit back then. Like, I, I, maybe that's very cynical of me to say, but it, it feels like people actually cared about what the developers had to say about video games back then um, versus now it feels like it's maybe because I'm less attached to the industry, but it feels less engaging. It feels like they're not, they're not putting the same amount of effort into that community connection that, that Bungie used to back in the halo heydays. You know, in a general terms, I would a hundred percent agree with that using Bungie as an example. Cause back in the day, uh, video games are still a big thing, but mm -hmm. they were definitely less like walked in, in a certain path, right? So when they did things like the Vidox and they did those deep dives and stuff, they would show you the behind the screen, the screen stuff because like everything was a passion project back then. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. That's and exactly now, it. now it's like, how do we market it? How do we get the sales? How do we get people exactly. in our game? And which is, I mean, okay, you're running a business that I get where you're coming from, but sure. you're losing the heart. Yeah, that, that's know? exactly it. That's what it feels like. It feels like people have lost the heart, lost the, the drive to actually give a shit about their games beyond getting it to the masses. Yeah, and it definitely doesn't help that most games these days release unfinished for yeah. patches to come. And it, <laughs> it's, it's rough. And like, there's <laughs> there's a lot of reasons for it, sure. And they can even be very legit reasons. But at the end of the day, like... You're still releasing an unfinished product, and it, it's uh, it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes. Uh, most times, yeah, it's it's become yeah. such standard practice that you don't even notice it anymore. It's and it's annoying. Uh, we sound so old on this podcast right now. <laughs> we that's the secret. We always sound old. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> I, I just the days turned of discs. thirty-two, like a couple oh. of weeks ago. Shut and up. that's not even old, man, but I am taking advantage of it all the time. Like, I'll have, like, a little minor inconvenience. I'm like, these damn kids. <laughs> I lean Dude, into I'm, it, man. I'm turning 40 next month, and it's it's kind of crazy how, how young people seem now. Like, there was there was a day that, you know, you party with these people, you, you hang out with these people, regardless of age. Now, if I were to hang out with, like, a 22-year-old, God, they'd be fucking annoying. No, nope. I, I don't. At think that I age, do you it. need a chaperone. I'm not doing it. A chaperone. <laughs> he'll, he'll be the well, there's that for the evening as well. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Oh my god. There too. It's just. <laughs> and again, for you, Gambit. I mean, you said your age. You said you're almost forty. It's probably just compounded. But like in the same vein, when I was 22, I vividly remember looking at my peers whether it be school or where I worked and thinking 
like yeah we're all normal looking 22 year olds this is what 22 is supposed to look like and now i look at a 22 they year like old children they look like children 100 <laughs> percent. and like i sit there and like i have an existential crisis almost every time i'm like did i look that childish was yeah. i really that young and like i was like no it's not me it's those kids who are <laughs> it's these damn weedies although although to be to be fair, if you look at there was a video a while back floating around on online, I think on Reddit, I saw it of kids in the 80s. It was a high school, like when film like uh, video cameras were just starting to become a regular thing. Normal people could have. They looked a lot older than the kids do now. I do remember this on Reddit. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird so, as hell. Yeah, it's like so 18 year olds from the 70s look like they're 40. Insane. That's what I'm, yeah, that like, this is why people are able to play high schoolers in TV for so long. It's like, this is what we used to look like. But now I think you're right, man. I think they're, they're getting younger. Well, <laughs> something, let me, something ain't right. <laughs> I'm happy you brought that up and I will see if I can find the news story that had a video about yes. it. Um, they, they coined it the time traveling teenager because there was a photo that was taken yes. back in like 19 like 30 something and there's this like kid who's like 17 or 18 years old and he looks like he's straight out of like current day and age and he looks way younger than everybody else who he's actually older than around him or something because back then the style was make yourself look older right Right. but what we wear today was still around back then. So there just happened to be a picture of a guy wearing clothes that are very reminiscent to what we wear today. So it looks like he's time traveling back and like looking at a fish market or something. And it's, there's some, like they had some experts on it to talk about it and stuff. I'll have to see if I can find it again. That's a trip. Yeah. Please send it over to me. I'd be very curious to see it. There's definitely, um, and they ended up saying like their conclusion was like, it's not all, the style like some of it is they look younger because we are getting older and it's creating a, a distance in their age uh, but sure. some of it is because the styles are changing into like what we are changing into kind of thing so that's so bizarre to me but yeah the the difference is just astounding absolutely crazy <laughs> So this is a typical SSG podcast where we have just gone <laughs> way off the rails, but that's all right. Well, you know what they say, Gambit. <laughs> it's a Ain't mania no party, podcast, brother. <laughs> like a mania podcast. Damn straight. I know. Poor, oh, poor Gambit wasn't here last long. week to, to keep his back on track. I know. Not, I know. You guys made me edit an hour and a half podcast about <laughs> destiny, of all things. Oh, it's <laughs> worth it. But now you want to play the game, punishment. right? <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, so, going back to SSG. <laughs> yeah, let's go back. One of the questions we typically ask is, what what is a memory that stands out involving SSG, whether it's at the, the lands or in-game, whatever the case may be, that really stands out to you? Like, this is like your definitive, this is SSG moment. The Knights versus Recruit game. Nice. I the think you're the one. second person that said that one. Oh, I think I? somebody else. I think somebody else said that as well. Or he, oh, he might have brought that? it up, but it, but yeah, he because he was instrumental in that for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. no, it's like I remember pitching it and being like, guys, like I got this really cool idea, and like yeah. honestly, we 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 fluctuate with our member count and like you know how many recruits we have. I would love it if we had enough recruits like 
just all the time where every year we could do a, like a yearly nights versus recruits. Um, but yeah, no pitching the idea, putting it together, doing the write-ups. It was, um, it was really a defining moment for me and SSG and in, in my opinion. Um, oh, completely. So you talk about like togetherness and uh, it was something like we were, we were competitive. It was a semi-competitive event. Mm-hmm. And the whole idea was like, at the end of the day, like it, it, you're supposed to have fun, right? So like, that's the goal. However, like we actually want to try and the recruits, like they're all going to be, hopefully they're all going to be knights in one time. So while they're in the recruit and apprentice phases, you know, they should really be getting to know each other because they're all going to be members with each other. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes it just gets so tunnel visioned into, you know, I'm a recruit. I have to play with knights. I have to get them to, to, to uh, like want me on board and boat me in. But right, it really right. like knowing your peers is probably even more important while you're in well, those I steps. Mean, that's, that's why SSG exists. I mean, I mean, at its core, because we were the allies for the win, we were trying to, we were recruits for TTL and we all kind of got fed up with it and <laughs> ended up at uh, two separate clans that eventually merged into one. I'm looking at the roster right now, and I think that there were a total of 12 recruits at that time. Um, mm, because yeah. if you were involved, I know for a fact that Booker was involved, and he's 12 nights down from you. Yeah, that would make sense. I remember, I remember having, it I remember awesome. having to, um, hell yeah, it was <laughs> rotate out, and that was, and that one of the reasons it was such an accomplishment was for me is because I was able to coordinate all the recruits. Uh, I yeah. was able to. We had to we had to like swap them in and out per game, and we had to do it yeah. quick, right? We didn't want to lose that momentum. And I remember, I remember a few people. I remember, I think I remember Tom Arconics, Nom Nom. I'll go down the list here. We got, you. we got okay, yeah. We got, you Mania, got the list? we got Rysis, we got Spandex, we got DC, we got Option, Thor, Nom Nom, Run, Cerulean, Freya, Arconics, White Wolf, and Booker. I yep, mean, that, honestly, that sounds all really group. familiar, <laughs> for sure. And, and then, they were all um, recruits at that time? Yeah, dude, I'm looking at the next 12 nights, because I know for a fact that Booker was at that, obviously, I'm, I'm familiar. Right. But uh, unless it went beyond that to Zare and Zippers, which I don't think it did, I think Zippers came a, a minute after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, that's a that's a hell of a good team, too. You got DC and Run and Cerulean in there, that alone... Oh. Is a hell of a it was. <laughs> I remember having a lot of fun doing it because it was semi-competitive, and yeah. and we did well. I think, uh, I think the first knights versus recruits, the recruits took the W. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Throughout the whole night, and we did it again. I think we did a total of three. We did one in year two. We also had enough recruits. I don't think there was as much switching around. I didn't think we have like twelve people, but mm-hmm. I think. The Knights took that one, and then we did a third one, which was in Destiny, Ooh. because that's where all of our recruits were pretty much playing oh, um, yeah, yeah. at the time. So that yeah, one I don't, I don't uh, was still a one. great time. <laughs> no, that would make 100% sense. <laughs> that, all that I third remember was about that first too. one is I, I distinctly remember uh, White Wolf, whose name at the time was uh, Gallifrey. Mm-hmm. popping over a ledge and I shot him in the face with a tank and he still to this day will bring that up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
that's what Halo is known for, man. Those little memories. Like everybody's oh, got a man. Halo moment that they remember. Oh, it's so God, I've got a thousand of them t- tucked in the back of my head. Absolutely. For that's sure. that Halo. So. God, it was just such an iconic. It was a movement in in gaming. I mean, the, from the LAN parties to the first real online competitor um, to extended play. I mean, you, we all know me and Reach and racing and all that jazz. But oh yeah, it just it, the Halo during the Bungie days was such a behemoth. I don't I don't know that we could we could ever see that again in gaming because it's so splintered at this point. I don't think there's ever going to be a movement quite quite like that one. It was a Really, really cool to be a part of. I don't want to say never. No. It was. I will agree. And I don't want to say never because it's such a strict and strong word. Uh, But I agree. It would be rare to see another. I just, I I can't see with as splintered. I mean, back then it was you played Xbox or PlayStation and Xbox was the place for community. Now that's kind of spread out between Xbox, PC and and, uh, PlayStation. So you number one have systems to spread out between number two then you got all the games that are just saturated it's just i i don't see how that could ever be a, a thing that comes that's such a moment why i am such an advocate for cross play oh dude yes. absolutely that 100 percent necessity like, a lot of people will be against and when i say a lot of people you know general populace of what i see on like reddit so it's anecdotal uh but a lot of people are against crossplay because they don't want to play with pc mouse and keyboard and i don't agree with the fact that mouse and keyboard is inherently better because i no. suck with mouse and keyboard yeah. and i'm well, better than whatever it is you want to say how good i am with the mouse and keyboard but just this blanket say like hey mouse and keyboard is you know better than a controller i'm sitting there and i'm like yeah but i can beat people with a mouse and keyboard with a controller yeah. Right. So, like, how can you objectively say, like, yes, it just is? Like, well, okay. It, it's also because you're not sure. wearing pants. <laughs> it's a lot of movement, man. That's five more frames per second. <laughs> well, the, the the whole mouse and keyboard thing, and and we've seen it done in a number of crossplay titles already. Like, um, I think Fortnite was one of the one, first ones to do it. Mm-hmm. That you could select whether or not you wanted mouse and keyboard in your game. That didn't negate the fact that crossplay did, in fact, exist. So you could jump on and play with your friends regardless of what system they're on. That's what I'm looking for. I don't care if I'm competing against other people. That's not what I'm looking for. I care yeah. about who I can play with. Yeah, Have it be input-based and unlocked when you pair up with someone in PC. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That that would be ideal. There's a big kerfuffle with the new Modern Warfare um, Warzone, and I, I think just regular PvP that... Uh, you cannot filter out, say, like if you're on a console, you can't filter out um, keyboard mouse players. Mm, so people are pissed that, off about that, it. I feel like there's a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. Only reason being is that the key a mouse is so much more precise than you will ever get with a right joystick. That's just not yeah. gonna, you're never going to match that. Yeah, and I, I think you know because part of the I mean it should just be there. It should just be an option, but it it also wasn't, mm-hmm. or I think it was an option in Modern Warfare the remake. And then all of a sudden, Modern Warfare 2, it's just not an option. So people were going into like accessibility settings or turning it off like in the, at the system level to to avoid it. Oh, jeez. So <laughs> like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, PlayStation it, gets a setting in the game to be able to do it. Oh, really? That's a little weird. Oh, yeah. No, there's a lot of disparity between the PlayStation version and the Xbox version in regards to crossplay. Yeah, so PlayStation's they, always, or Sony's been a little bit, uh, a little bit, take my ball and go home this generation 
kind of annoying. <laughs> yeah, but what are you going to do? Ah, bitch and moan right here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, going back to, to SSG, I, I was wondering, you've only been to... No, you weren't. You weren't at the Vegas clan, uh, land, were you? You were at the Chicago one. Did you go to? I've any only been to Chicago. Okay, so you've gotten to meet. What is that like? Twenty something nights. Yeah, no, it was good. Uh, Ice Reaper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you were there, Gambit. I was. Uh, DC. Yeah, yeah. Dan um, Heather. Dan uh, Heather. I can't Jet. remember. Oh, yep, Jet Jet. I can't remember his gamer tag. Um, oh. Marvel was there. I think Marvel Deadeye was there. and Thank Thor you. were there, right? No, no, Deadeye was no, not there. No, they weren't there. They were Atlanta, I know that. Oh, yeah. I'm thinking of Atlanta, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the only land you haven't gone to, right, Jay? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Kung Fu and Siren? Oh, yeah. The Chicago land? <laughs> Fufu. Yeah, that guy. good. Oh, Fu. <laughs> Miss him. Well, Mania, we were just talking, we had a, there was a SSG Mini, or a St. Louis Mini land that we had that uh, yeah. Dan and Heather, Dan and yeah. Heather drove down for something to St. Louis, and so Mania kind of like hitched a ride with them, and it was it was quite us the and... opposite, sir. Oh, was quite it? Quite the opposite. I was driving down uh... to St. Louis, and they hitched a ride. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that too. And I don't know if he wants me sharing the story, but we were driving my car, which at the time was a 2016 Chevy Cruze, uh, and it had cruise control, and. I don't think I mean, Dan name utilized like cruise control, right? <laughs> I don't think Dan utilized cruise control before this because I remember him asking me questions about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and there we were driving down the highway, and we were getting awfully close to this one car. And I'm like, you know, there's a car right there, Dan, because <laughs> he ended up driving. I was tired. <laughs> and he's he like, yeah. And I got my cruise control all the way down to like 20 miles an hour. And I'm just not going slower. I was like, it takes time. It's just like dude, releasing your wheel. You the brakes, man. The <laughs> Which is what it is. I'm sure he's got plenty of experience now. But that was, sure. <laughs> it was something, like something that sticks out in my mind. But yeah, that's when um, we stayed with Marley and Grant and swung by Chicago. When Dan and Heather lived up there, we just kind of made the trip down. Um, I don't know if anybody else was there, but I know we primarily hung out there. And Jay would stop by their place, uh, I don't know, like once, maybe twice every day, depending on what he had going on. And <laughs> I, we just chilled and had a good time. It was, it was real awesome. fun. I think uh, Jay and I are going to be doing a road trip here soon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm flying out to your area, and then we're driving up to Kansas? Yep. Hell yeah. Yeah, we need Kansas. to forward to that's where the next land's going to be, land. Kansas City. Oh, okay. Yeah, I haven't followed that much. I've uh, unfortunately had to make the decision not to be able to go to the next one, too. Womp, so, womp. You know, we all got our lives. And <laughs> I totally understand. I, 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 I would love to go to, like, every single one. Because uh, Chicago was just so fun. The mini land was just so fun. Like, everybody in SSG is top-notch. Uh, that said it's difficult for me personally to make that commitment so far out. Yeah. Um, so especially like with the money's aspect and whatnot, and like trying to budget everything and it's not like it's something I couldn't handle, but making that commitment a year in advance is um, there's, there's a difficulty to it that I haven't been able to figure out how to come across yet. Like once I figure <laughs> that out though, hundred percent. I mean, how far is the drive really? <laughs> You Kansas still got that uh, that cruise? 
<laughs> no, I'm in a uh, 2020 Mazda 6 now. Ooh, that's an upgrade. So, yeah, a little bit, honestly. I like it. I like it. Um, used to have a Buick Regal. Ooh, Ooh. damn. Yeah, I loved that car. It was fancy. The, it, was, it was the first car that I decided to buy. I remember this because I got a promotion, and then, like, 10 months later, I got a new car. And because my cruise... The, it was technically a lease, so that came up. And I was like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to lease again. It was a bad idea. I'm just going to buy. And I was in a position with my promotion to buy new. And I was nice. like, you know what? This is my first car. I'm going to get exactly what I want. I'm going to get the trim level I want and all this other stuff. So I found the Buick Regal, fell in love with it, and adored the car. It was like my perfect car. And then like 11 months after I got it, I totaled it. And it was 100% my fault. It was 100% my fault. I just wasn't paying attention. And I accidentally blew through a stop sign when a van was there. Um, Thankfully, everybody was fine. And the van I hit was a company van for some company in the city. So, like, they had really good insurance. Uh, My insurance ended up raining off my car. It was totaled. And then I wasn't in a position to put a huge down payment on another car. On top of that, they didn't make... Uh, newer models of the Buick Regal at the time, so uh, and I didn't want to have a car payment and somebody else's problems by buying a used car. So, uh, not that it's a bad car, but this Mazda Six is doing really great for me. Um, that's why I ended up with that, and it, it's it's a sporty little thing. It's got like a little button that makes me go faster, which is cool. <laughs> not NOS. It's just putting the engine in sport mode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I used to drive a. Uh... A Mazda three had the same button. It was, it was oh, exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, no, it's 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 a nice car. I'm looking at the Wikipedia page for the Buick Regal, and they had some pimp ass rides in the 70s. These oh, Regals dude, yeah. are oh, in the holy 70s. shit. These are <laughs> these are some pimp rides oh. here. Did you know that they're uh, assembled in uh, Flint, Michigan? Yeah, I did not know that. I did. I did not know that either. Yo, you want to talk about cars? It's my state, hundred yeah, percent. Apparently, got, it's called Buick City. Is, is that Ford. a thing? Yep. <laughs> it's fine. I don't like to talk about it. <laughs> no, mainly because, like, all right, I don't. We're gonna avoid politics here. But in my opinion, uh, the state of Michigan has, which is where I live, for those who don't know, the state of Michigan has a very large automobile industry. And a lot of automobile companies actually started on the east side of the state, whether that be Flint, Detroit, uh, and other areas. And a lot of people got a good start in life because of those industries. So we hold on to it. Mm-hmm. And it's a manufacturing industry, which we need to manufacture something, sure. But there seems to be this, like, hesitancy to kind of like move forward and find another industry as manufacturing slowly dying Mm -hmm. so as unfortunate as as it is like if you drive around to where a lot of these plants are the surrounding areas just aren't very high quality well you say detroit and flint and immediately two negative connotation yeah dude they i don't cross it's just exactly and like i don't even think flint has clean water still do they still not have years. That can't be a thing. Like I haven't heard that they fixed it yet. Let me say oh that. I God. live on the other side of the state though. But maybe that's something I gotta double check. Uh yeah. That said, Michigan's a great place. We have beautiful trees. 
and our upper peninsula is so serene <laughs> you know where nobody is no people mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> and i'm actually on the east side of the state and i mean there's good and bad everywhere uh, but grand rapids my city we're known as one of the craft breweries of the of the country right nice. so yeah we just had friends that went up there and, really big and went to a whole bunch yeah, there's there's a ton for craft breweries. Uh, Founders is a really big name that is across America. So if you like craft beer and you pick mm-hmm. up Founders, that's one you'll probably be able to find it. Um, I don't know any others personally, uh, mainly because I'm not big into the alcohol. But that's me. <laughs> well, when I uh, when I roll through that area, dude, we're gonna have to grab a beer, whether you you're big into the alcohol or not. Oh, 100 percent. I'll show you. <laughs> we'll go to Founders. They got a tap room. And they have some pretty good food. And they actually, like, even if you're big into that brand, they actually have uh, certain beers that you just can't buy out of the store. Like, even in the city that they're stationed, like, you still have to go to their tap room to get it. Damn. See, that's fun. I love that kind of stuff. I'm not big on the craft beer. I typically don't like it. I'm a a light Mexican beer type of guy if I'm drinking beer. But uh, I can appreciate a good craft. Well, that's well, all I drink. If you do find so your way up here. It's all you drink it's is craft beer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm bougie, though. Come up to Grand Rapids. Not even water. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Just craft beer and, and coffee. That's all I drink. <laughs> but to be fair, you drink some damn good coffee. I do drink good coffee. <laughs> I will have plenty of coffee for you when you when you show up. So don't worry about it. Most excellent. Oh, all right. Yeah, so we've gone over... Um, <laughs> most <laughs> two things you wanted to yeah five game, things gambit's asked you know. all the questions so far um so i'll go ahead and take a stab at it instead of keep <laughs> trying to us. keep us on track a little bit yeah i know <laughs> uh so why don't you tell the lovely listeners what you do for a living so i am a finance supervisor for tps report office furniture company <laughs> i do tps reports yes um <laughs> uh, not really, but in the analogy of things, it's pretty much the same thing. I mm-hmm. uh, I have a team of two people, and I focus on sales compensation for the people who sell our furniture, well, hmm. which is pretty interesting because for the most part, the job is fairly autopilot until somebody doesn't get credit for a sale they think they should be getting credit for. Mm-hmm. And then I'm the guy they talk to. I research the facts and make a suggestion, not make a ruling. I make a suggestion to the VP. And with that, he'll take that into account and uh, make a ruling pretty much on, do we split the credit? Do we duplicate the credit? Hmm. There's been one time apparently where he said, nobody gets the credit. <laughs> I'm taking the so, credit. But it all goes, yeah, yeah right. <laughs> it, all, it all goes into... Um, their bonus structure, right? Because salespeople a lot of times are based on commission. So I, I calculate out their commission. It's the biggest, probably most important part of the job. Um, that's not a 40 hour a week job though. So I also, you know, track a lot of their distribution finances and, you know, how we're spending money and try to help the business with uh, data and analytics to make good decisions so they can make good decisions. Wow. Not straightforward. I understand that, mm-hmm. but there's no like <laughs> easy way to say what I do. Like, it's just there's not. It's too varied, unfortunately. I understand that. Well, and I know you know personally, Manny and I have, have talked a lot about 
about work and school and you know mania is the type of person who is is going to do something that makes them happy it's not about it's not about the money or about you know you know um really money right like mania is gonna he's gonna be in a job that's fulfilling and and something that, that he finds is like worth his time and i know you've even looked at going back to school and stuff like that so is that still something that you're wanting to do at some point yeah um it's funny that you bring up the fact that like I don't let money stand in the way because right now it kind of is actually. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, money is the thing that makes the world go around, right? So it needs to be taken into account at some point. Um, however, to your what you're asking, Jay, uh, yeah, ultimately I do want to go back to school. I have these last few years, I've been really like digging into psychology and uh, not just generally, but more focused on like emotions and how to craft up relationships and you know what really lends towards healthy fulfilling relationships and how our psyche and our minds um, really help push that forward for us and so ultimately in a perfect world if money wasn't an issue i'd go back to school get my master's in some sort of social work or licensed professional counselor and become a talk therapist i think that would be really awesome Um, and i don't say this in a form of counter protesting but i really need to start getting into advocacy for men's rights or men's issues. Let me say that way. Um, Men have plenty of rights and you know, they're fine, but I always feel a little weird saying it because there's a lot of discouragement for like the stigma because, you know, women will be fighting for their rights to be heard and believed and which they need. But I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here saying like, Oh no, we need to, we need to worry about men's issues. Um, and it feels weird saying that, but but we do. A lot of men, they grow up uh, in households with a very black and white style thought process, and yep. emotions aren't really handled. You know, um, me personally, I was raised where if I had a problem and I couldn't handle it emotionally because I was too young and I didn't have the tools, I was taught to compartmentalize it in a box put that box away and then handle whatever shit was making me upset at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then when I handled it, like my dad, my uncle, my parent, my brother, uh, role model would be like, see, no reason to be upset. But I never had an opportunity, at least back then to like take the box back out, unpack the emotions, try <laughs> to figure it out. And so what ends up happening is I get really good at compartmentalizing like a lot of people do. And, we can't handle the more intricate and uh, stronger emotions. You know, like it blew my mind when I made the connection that you can be happy and sad at the same time. Like that's valid. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, exactly. Like when I figured that out a long time ago, honestly, it was, it was a big turning point for me. Um, So yeah, I've just been really kind of investigating that for the past few years and, um, I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to really start digging into it, but there are things that I need to consider and, you know, the money to go back to school is a big one. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then honestly, like theoretically, if I went back to school, I got my master's and I switched my career and I got a job that I liked, um, I would be taking a huge pay cut, uh, which I need to work through if that's going to actually be like feasible for my standard of living. Right. And right now, 
I think it is. I think I'd be able to just fine. Uh, hmm. But I also know that, you know, maybe I can combine my my business degree with my finance experience and then my my social advocacy experience to kind of make my own path and maybe hopefully be very successful at that. Uh, but yeah, no, but circle back around, Jay, you're 100% right. Like, I, I want to, I'm definitely focusing my life on trying to get more fulfillment out of out of my actions and, you know, craft up relationships and, and do better and do good. Yeah. Well, I think that definitely ties in nice with your um, recent promotion here with SSG because now you've got yeah. a lot more on your plate here. Yeah. And I'm excited. Uh, I thank you uh, both and thank the rest of the leadership and everybody else who, who's believing in me that I'm going to do a good job here with this uh, recruitment template role. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. We're talking about some really, really interesting and exciting developments for the community to be able to really, you know, make it our own. And I can't wait. Uh, I'm really yeah. looking forward to seeing what you do. Dude, I, I'm looking forward to announcing what we're talking about now. And, <laughs> and we won't say anything on this call. It's fine. We're not quite ready yet. Uh, but it's just, we got ideas. We got ideas. Mechanations, and plans. And... <laughs> I can't help but think everybody's going to be super excited about it. Or maybe... Honestly, it could fall flat on its face. That's a possibility too, which would be super disappointing. <laughs> but I'm going to leave that possibility open. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, shit happens. Exactly. <laughs> so going back, uh, going back to gaming for a minute. Yeah. Um, when you came around to SSG, everyone was on Xbox at the time. We kind of already touched on that. Are you still playing regularly? And and is it on Xbox? Um, not. I am playing regularly. Just not as regularly as before. So uh, I play a couple of times a week at least. And it's primarily now on PC, actually. Really? Um, Yes. And I never thought I would say that. (laughs) I ended up just getting a new gaming rig and it's top of the line. It runs everything like super perfect as long as it's optimized well enough. Um, And it's actually starting to turn into my primary rig because... um, like my girlfriend will watch something on TV or there's a game that only PC has the Xbox doesn't. Sure. Uh, so I get to experience those things. And then with crossplay being such a big thing, like I'm yeah. still not losing out with all the Xbox folks, right? Like I can still play destiny with them. I can still play sea of thieves and halo, uh, which are really the big multiplayer games, call of duty. If I wanted to, uh, do you still have an Xbox? I do still have an Xbox. So I got I got all the systems. I decided this generation to like really commit to the gaming aspect. So you know, I got a Series X, I got a PS5, I got a Switch and a PC. Nice. Uh, is there a little bit of redundancy on that? Sure, probably. Yeah, that's alright. But uh, I'll be damned if I miss something dope. So <laughs> So I was just talking to a friend yesterday and I've um, gone back and forth. What do you think of the um, uh, the Valve uh, console, the, the Steam Deck? Steam Deck, what do you think of that? I think it's a really neat machine. It's not for me. Um, I love the idea of like gaming on the go, but I can mm-hmm. never do it. Like If I'm on the go, there's a reason for it, right? Like I don't have an opportunity to stop driving and play my Steam Deck, right? <laughs> uh, right. If I was a passenger the wheel or like... Yeah, exactly. If I was a passenger or like on the bus, I could see it. Um, I'm not going to bust it out at work. I'm not going to bust it out at my friend's place because like, I'm there to hang out with my friends. Uh, so 
I think it's, it's cool. I think it's like a, an impressive piece of hardware, getting it as powerful as it is and the size that it is. It's huge. But, oh, is it? It seemed. It seems like just as big as the Switch, maybe a little thicker. I, I think the like. I think the screen is almost the size of the original Switch. Like it. Wow. It's. Oh, it's wow. pretty big. Oh, okay. That's a lot bigger than I was thinking. That just feels un- like cumbersome for me. Then. Yeah, that seems that seems way too large. See, I picked up a. Uh one of those controllers that that stretches around your phone and plugs into the side of it mm-hmm. oh, yeah, yeah. which, and which with one x cloud being a thing now Ooh, i don't remember the name of it i'll i'll let you know after the call um okay. but uh it's it's down there somewhere um <laughs> but with x cloud being a thing and you know our phones are reasonable size these days i i have absolutely no problem i mean i thought about getting the steam deck but once i got that thing i'm like well i really don't need it um, I don't have a switch or any, switch anymore either. It's just it's such a good substitute, and the, all the games that I want to play are on Game Pass. So it just I I want the Steam Deck because it's shiny and new. <laughs> yeah, dude. But like you, right I don't you. I don't see a reason for it. I don't actually have a need to buy it. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. really cool, but eh, I got everything I need. Well, the worst part is doesn't like, play for Destiny. me. That's saying something. Oh no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> well, the then maybe Gambit would like it. Yeah, the Steam Deck there's... doesn't play Destiny. That's really well, surprising to me. Well, I mean, like it, it technically can, but there, there's like a big. Um, well, you'd have to. So the Steam Deck has a couple of stores. Like it has the Epic Store and it has the, you know, the Steam Store and uh, there's like one or two other third-party stores. Uh, but it doesn't have the Microsoft Store, so you can buy. Um, Destiny's in the Steam store and you can buy it, but their anti-piracy software, the Battle Eye, I think is what it's called, has, yeah. um, it doesn't have a, I don't know, there, there, there's some kind of, it it doesn't run on, the, the Battle Eye does not currently run on the Steam Deck, even though it technically could, but it doesn't, like Bungie didn't, did not enable it, something to that effect, and they were, even people that were kind of, um, working around the system to get it working. They were like banning them and all sorts of stuff. Like it was um, because they were circumventing like the, the anti-cheat stuff, even though that's not really <laughs> what they were doing. They were just doing it to, to be able to play destiny on it. You can't play it on the, uh, the X cloud either. I know they took it off because it used to be on um, uh, game pass. <laughs> and so when they took it off game pass, it's not an X cloud and Stadia is right. going away January 15th or something. And it's it's gonna really it's gonna kill me. I was I was trying to play. Uh, I've been playing Destiny a lot, a lot recently. The last three weeks, I took a, a break for a while, and I've been playing again. And so now I've been playing on you know my PC, my Xbox. Been playing back on Stadia, and now Stadia is leaving. And I was like, all right, well let me look at the Steam Deck. Let me look at uh, XCloud. No, 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 no Destiny, no Destiny. I was like, all right, what about um, the Nvidia? Uh, what's the video <laughs> one called? Uh, there, there's some kind of like, there's a uh, GeForce now. GeForce, yeah, the, yeah, the GeForce now. So I tried GeForce now, and it's just like a big cluster, clunky, cumbersome thing to set up. Yeah, and it, it was, and it, and it was terrible, and it was terrible. And I was like, all right, just. Kinda... Oh man, Jay, and I was just about to jump back into it too. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> hey, I'll still play my Xbox. Don't worry. Oh no! I was only gonna do it in mobile, you know. Don't worry, because I go I go so many places. Yeah, yeah. You gotta you gotta play from the boat. <laughs> yeah, well, I could, but I, I won't. <laughs> I'm, you know, we said in one of the podcasts we said we were gonna do it this life for extra for extra life, and we didn't. So we're gonna have to push it till next year. Oh, 
Uh, you should remind me. See. Oh uh, yeah. Tell you what, we'll make that. We'll make that a stretch goal. Okay. If I hit a certain amount, then I've got to play at least an hour worth of Destiny for you. Oh, man. Yeah, of course, you're going to set it like at 4 in the morning. Yeah, Jay, I'll play with you. Just uh, You're scheduled between 4 and 5 a.m. Just come on. Depends on when I hit the, the money, man. That's, I don't determine uh, okay. that. Okay. All right. All right. So you're saying <laughs> I'm like I'm me shaving to... my head at 3 o'clock in the morning because somebody <laughs> woke up early and decided to donate the last $25. You know, Mania. I don't know why I decided to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning. So that oh, I could shave my head, I'm sure. I think it was a divine intervention for me. Like, it was like, wake up and donate. <laughs> like, oh, okay. I remember that too. I remember that because so, like, I woke up and I, I don't know what I was doing up at that time. And I was like, I'll see how Gambit's doing. I opened up the stream and doing half well. of your music wasn't even like working. But then I yeah, noticed that dude, you were $25 so many audio away. So many audio issues that last year. But that's all right. We'll get it right next time. But uh, to explain what we're talking about for those listening, I, I run an extra live stream every year. And one of my stretch goals this year, when we hit $1,500, was to shave my head. And my son was going to do it for me. Um, 3 a.m. comes around, and I was at 1475 I'm like, oh, shit, I just might walk away from this with some hair. And then Manny woke up. <laughs> <laughs> Not on my watch. Not on my watch. <laughs> That's actually... <laughs> you were the one that pushed over the edge, but we actually got an extra 300 bucks upon... Uh, by the time we closed anyway so was, oh congrats uh, that's really good thanks man we, we got uh, we were five dollars shy of 1700 it was pretty what was the pretty first solid. stretch well, I goal because i remember pushing pushing towards that i forget what it was it was oh it the, was pie the, the, the pie in the face the pie in the face oh pie in the face. yeah 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 <laughs> pie in the face that was five yes yeah oh that was good that was awesome it, you know my kid got to throw a pie in his dad's face and shave his dad's head within a 24-hour span like how many how many kids can say that <laughs> At least one. <laughs> At least one. <laughs> one that we know of. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that was that was a that was awesome. It's it's always so much fun. I I love. That's like my favorite holiday of the year. Gaming for twenty five hours with my kid. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Right. I mean, that's why we had kids, right? So we could play games with them. <laughs> it's the best way to do it. <laughs> now I have a. Always have a player too. <laughs> yeah, my, my seven year old every day when he gets home from school is like, Dad, can we play whatever? You know, so it it's awesome. I love it. That's great. I miss I miss that age because then they kind of weren't that good. Well, <laughs> I guess I don't miss that very much because it was always kind of frustrating trying to get him to do things that he's supposed to be doing instead of hitting a wall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but now it's yeah, kind of cool. Now your kid can embarrass you. He does. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like he's gotten to a point where he's. He's he's not better than me yet, not in every game, but he's getting there, and it's like, oh fuck, no, I don't want to be worse than my kid. Like we're the OGs, I gotta I gotta keep it up. <laughs> the OG. <laughs> yeah, man, we were raised with video games. I mean, yeah, our generation was was the first, and it's just uh, it's crazy to think that my kid could w- will ultimately get better than me at, at video games. Mm-hmm. It ain't right. Well, when I when I was testing out um, uh, the GeForce Now, I had it on my iPad, and so I was I just booted up Fortnite because it's like a free game you can play. So I boot that up and I'm playing, and then my son walked in. And he goes, "Oh, you're playing Fortnite?" Because he loves Fortnite, and he 
he's like, can I play? And he was like, yeah. And then he has his controls, controls set up different. And he's like, oh, your controls are different. Like how you bring up the map and some other things. So he's like messing with it and he's playing. And he just adapted and like figured out what my button. And I'm just on like the default uh, configuration. But he like adapted and figured it out. And he was just like, he was zooming around the map and, you know, just building stuff. And I was like, I'm trying to get feedback from him, like what he thinks about how the GeForce Now is. And I'm like, hey, how's it working? How's it playing? And he was like, stop talking to me. <laughs> like, I'm in the middle of a game. <laughs> You're going to get me killed, Dad. <laughs> right. It was so oh, funny. Man. Oh, that's, that's awesome. crazy. I remember those days where I could adapt to like whatever I was playing. Oh, and now it's dude. like, like I, like I mentioned, I got an Xbox and a PlayStation and just going between those consoles trips me up all the time because yeah, like the, the buttons button. are all different. <laughs> like, Oh, okay. Is that the left one or the bottom one? I don't know. Yeah. Right. It depends on like, and then you switch to the, the switch and it's what top. Oh my or God. Something? It's obnoxious. Oh, it's it's all wonked out on the Switch, dude. I don't know what Nintendo was doing, but they we never know what Nintendo's doing, man. <laughs> They're living in their own little world, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I kind of love it, to be honest. Like, yeah. Like like. Microsoft and Sony, they're gonna give you like power. That's their thing, right? Yeah. Like they're pretty much exactly the same, but it's just power, raw power, to play the games that you want to play. Nintendo, unfortunately, right now, is like, no, we don't care about power, but they like the gimmicks, and some of them are cool. Right now, they never cared about power. Yeah, well, I'm saying right now, the lack of power, in my opinion, is a little bit of an issue, because like some of their performance on games is weird. Like, uh, it's um, always been, That's always been Nintendo's thing. I mean, remember the, uh, the Wii, the original Wii, was in competition with the PS4 and the Xbox 360. Yes, and that and the nunchucks were fun. But they, <laughs> they were, were awesome, gimmicky. and it was a phenomenal system. But, yeah, but like, have here, you seen one lately? Quick. God, they're awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yeah, I guess where it coming from. But like, it's we'll so use that bad. as an example, though, because like the Wii U, the games fit yeah. the gimmick, which was pretty yes. cool at the time but like they ran pretty solidly like and right now at least there's a huge issue and backlash for game freak and pokemon company oh, because really? the most recent pokemon game just isn't performing very well on the and, switch uh yeah like there's a bunch of micro stars at least last time i played as of update 1.1 1. 1. that's really unfortunate um, because that's the only place you can play it <laughs> yeah See, that's, that's exactly that's messed it. up so uh, that's it, it's, it's known that like the switch is running on last gen hardware and i'm talking like somewhere between 360 and xbox one right <laughs> like yeah. but they got the cool gimmick of like this ultra portability and like honestly man it, it's so satisfying to be playing handheld and then putting it on the dock and it just popping up on your screen like on the tv like there's just it just works which is great and like don't get me wrong there's games that like work just fine on the switch like uh breath of the wild works just mm-hmm. fine I will say the uh, sequel to Breath of the Wild is got me a little worried with performance issues because of what we've been seeing uh, this mm. later gen for Switch. Um, but I'm still going to play it. I like performance be damned. I don't care. Give me those two frames every minute and I'll play it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll play a slideshow, damn it. <laughs> yeah, at that point, right? Like, God, this is really the only place I can play it? Well, I guess I'm going to do it then. You know? Yeah, that game was just amazing. See, I, I love the way it looks. I love the way it controls. But any game that has a weapon-breaking mechanic, I'm out immediately. I hate yeah. that shit. That is the most I, annoying thing in the world to me. I will never fault anybody 
who is going to dislike that mechanic and like avoid a game because of it. It's yeah. it's an it's an annoying mechanic, and Even I 100 agree. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot up, Jay. Gambit. <laughs> Um, that said, Breath of the Wild, I was a personally able to to deal with it because like you just get so many weapons that yeah. it doesn't matter. Like, I, you get I really, really two hundred copies of one weapon. Yeah, I really, really hated it in the beginning, but but once two things two things help. Once you get the Master Sword, it helps uh, yeah. because yeah, you but get it's got a freaking cooldown. Yeah, but it's I mean, really not the that Master often. Sword has a cooldown, but yeah. but. But no, it's I agree. On, on, on principle, it's stupid. <laughs> I get it. But it's the so other dumb. thing, yeah. The, the other thing that helped me is I would find a weapon I liked. Like there was a, like a flame sword or something that I really liked. And there's a couple of places that it spawns. And so you just, I just by the time I was pretty far into Breath of the Wild and I had like looked up some guides and found out where it was, like I would just go collect them and I would have like four or five extra ones. So it was just a, kind of a non-issue because one would break and I just swap out a new one. But see, okay, so I have limited time in my day to play. I get, like, two to five hours a week to play. So when I want to sit down and play a game, I want to sit down and progress through the story. If I run out of my fire swords and I have to go trek off to some fucking mountain to go get more of them, I don't want to do that. I want to continue playing with a weapon that I like. (laughs) It's, it's, It's such a broken mechanic to me, and I don't understand why anyone would ever choose to make that into a game. Yeah, I, I certainly don't think it made the game better. Yeah, um, I don't know, but maybe one day I'll I'll suck it up and I'll try it out again. I've tried it three times now, and I just haven't gotten more than thirty minutes in. <laughs> the beginning is slow. It's a it's yeah. a uh, slow burn in the beginning yeah. for sure. Um, we are coming nearish to the end of our time, um, and we have asked you very few of the questions that we typically ask, <laughs> but there are a few that we typically run. Uh, we ask at the end, and I wanted to know. One of my favorite questions is, what is your guilty pleasure? Right now, it's a TV show on Netflix called Gilmore Girls. Oh. Did that just come back to Netflix? I don't know if it just came back. I don't know if it's been on there for a while. I know that my girlfriend loves Gilmore Girls, and she's been watching it, which means... If I wanted to spend time with her, like I got to be in front of it, and I've actually kind of gotten into the show. Dude, it's a good show. Uh, yeah, it's honestly solidly put. It was awkward in like the first season, but like I think we're on like season six now, and um, like I don't watch it like religiously with her, but I yeah, always you know, like, every time I come around the corner. Yeah, every time I come around the corner, I'm like, oh, so is she uh, she in the sky having trouble again? No, they're not dating anymore. Blah blah blah. And we talk about it for like twenty minutes, and then I go back to play video games. But like, yeah, I know it. That would probably nice. be my, the the biggest guilty pleasure I have right now. Nice. Eh, nothing wrong with that. Right on. And last question, I'm going to throw out Jay. You're welcome to throw out more, but uh-huh. I want to know if you had the okay. So we're going to ask you the desert island question. There are a couple caveats. You can have internet, but you can't get off the island. So if you wanted to bring <laughs> a I know that's why I said the island. Don't <laughs> <laughs> if you're alone on an island, you do you. Um, <laughs> quite literally. Um, <laughs> you can choose one book, one movie, one video game. What would it be? What would it, what would your one piece of media be? Oh, that would keep goodness. I knew this question was coming too because I've heard it asked every time. Um, <laughs> it's one of my favorites. My one book 
would probably be uh, October Sky, which is a very the common Toby like, high school. Uh, yeah, the book form of that. <laughs> exactly. Um, it's, it's a requirement for high school reading, but honestly, it's like the book that is got it? me into reading. Yeah. Not for my high school. Some high schools, not every one of them, no. but it was for me. Interesting. Uh, what is, so what is that one for nostalgia purposes. October, October Sky. Sky. October Sky. Yeah, not, it's about a kid who wants Sky. to be, That's be a rocket scientist. No, that's no. Tom Cruise. That's very different. Mm. <laughs> that's Toby Maguire versus Tom Cruise. <laughs> uh, the one movie I would bring would be Hot Fuzz. <laughs> nice. Nice. Because that movie gets better every time you watch it. Although, of the Coronado trilogy, I think Shaun of the Dead takes it by a mile. Yeah, you know, I know a lot of people who are wrong and have that same opinion. <laughs> touche, touche. <laughs> no, um, Shaun of the Dead's great. I really enjoy that one too. Uh, but when it comes to like references that I just keep finding, Hot Fuzz is top notch. Fair. Uh, and I quote it all the time. Um, but what game am I going to bring? See, that's the... Yeah, that's the rough one. That's the rough one, right? So, oh, God, I would have to say... And keep in mind, you can play it online with friends. Oh, no, I'm choosing a single-player game. <laughs> it's like, I'm she, alone she on this island. It's going to stay that way. <laughs> no, um, I'd actually say right now it would have to be Witcher 3. Ooh, the new one? The, the re- remastered the, the... for the 15th time? I don't know about the 15th time, but yeah, they just had the next gen update on it. Um, I never, (laughs) I never gave the DLCs a fair shot, but I loved the main game and like I beat the DLCs, but I never did any exploring. So I would go back and like, I would explore over like every stone that they had. Um, So that's on game pass, right? The new upgraded version. Uh, no, I don't believe so. But the, um, the complete edition that comes with everything is regularly on sale for like 10 bucks. Well, but I want the upres. If I bought that. No, you'd get it. You'd would it, get it. Would it get Okay, all right, all right. Just making sure. <laughs> no, I all get right. you. I get you. Yep. So I got JJ, one last question. On there? I do. There I got go. one last question. What is your uh favorite gaming achievement? Ah, uh, good one. It doesn't have to be uh, an actual achievement like an Xbox achievement, but the thing you're proudest of in mm-hmm. gaming. Can I cop out and say the Knights versus Recruits again? No, I think that's a good one. <laughs> no, that's no, all right. I, I won't, I won't choose that. In, in, in video game specific thing, it would have to be unlocking the Hayabusa armor in mm. um, oh, Halo 3. God. Getting all the skulls. So many hours. What was that. the one where you had to jump through the rings? That you had to was jump the, the musical rings. Was that, that was, recon? That, yeah, was, that the, was the last. That was the last skull. Yeah, that was the last skull you got. And you had to jump through them in a certain tone that was like, yes, yeah, like the like opening the, the of the theme song, the or theme. Something. Yeah, yeah, it was the opening of the theme song. It was like the first thirteen notes or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so clever, I love it. Hey, I can't remember what that was for. That was for like what skull that unlocked. Rolled. Yeah, I'm not gonna get the right one. <laughs> I was gonna try, but I, I just. Re- oh no, no, that was uh, I would have been your daddy. That was the I would have been your daddy. Was song. it? The skull. I'm, okay. I'm almost positive of that. Yeah. God, I'm really disappointed that, like in Halo Infinite, the I would have been your daddy's call, and I think two others are just unlocked right from the beginning. Grunt mm-hmm. birthday party, and I would have been your daddy. Those are the two that are unlocked, and it drives me nuts because those yeah. were always fun to get. Yeah, exactly. You remember in, in what was it, Halo Two? Might have been Halo Two, where you fly the Banshee down, and there's actually a grunt birthday party. <laughs> 
Yes. Did you, did you guys ever? No, do I that? haven't seen yeah. that. Mm-hmm. No. Oh, so hold God, up. Let's 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 derail on Halo Two for a second. I never was like I was big into Halo for Halo One, the oh. campaign of Halo Two, not the multiplayer, <laughs> and Halo Three. Um, but for Halo Two, the only thing that I found in regards to the secret skulls is the blind skull, hmm. which was in like the third mission and you had to jump over some buildings and like kind of get out of the map a little bit and go down some weird like alley yes. yeah that one I wasn't too that. far away from the scarab gun if i remember correctly no it wasn't um, it was a very it was different the only way to get skull there. i was ever able to get and it pissed me off so much i refused to get any other skull because <laughs> it was the first one i found it made the game so much my game and i just yeah i just couldn't play the game what is this shit why would i pick it up and That's then so the infamous legendary version of everything in that game being so mm-hmm. hard with the blind skull i don't know why i thought it would be a good idea for me to try that i i was really bad at halo 2 if you guys couldn't tell dude uh, we should run we should do a lasso run of reach you and your lasso um, run. You and you and Go. I love it. Love it. I don't so know. I mean, fun. I might be down. I'm doing technically. We're in the middle of doing a legendary reach run. Uh, Mike Fant and I are. Mm. Oh, nice. But we haven't we haven't progressed past like the third mission yet. So well, if you need any help, join on that game. I can do it, General. <laughs> Anytime. We usually play at standard Eastern hours, so you will have to wake up early oh, for that. God damn it! All right, I'll make that. <laughs> cool <laughs> well dude this has been a lot of fun it was it was oh good. yeah always good catching up Love with talking you. with you guys all right well uh listeners thank you very much for listening not watching jay hey he um, did it i did for once <laughs> you guys have an awesome night thank you for listening all right guys see you later bye